And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Hi, I'm Tom Laurie, and I will be your host today. Our guest today is West Point's Dr. Nate Zinser, who is the Director of Performance Psychology at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. He has helped prepare two generations of cadets for leadership in the U.S. Army. He has also been a sports psychology mentor for numerous elite athletes, including two-time Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning, the NHL's Philadelphia Flyers, as well as many Olympians and world champions. Dr. Zinzer is the author of The Confident Mind, which has a companion workbook and provides a step-by-step program to best harness our beliefs about ourselves so we can achieve success in all fields. Today, we're going to be discussing confidence, how to understand it, how to build it, how to protect it, and how to apply it when performance really matters. Nate, thank you very much for joining us today. Let's get started. We have a lot to cover. There's so much uh, to cover in this uh, subject area. First, let's start. What, what is the nature of your work at West Point? Um, certainly, Tom, and thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you today. Uh, I'm delighted to have this chance to reach out to your listeners. Um, the nature of my work is to establish a curriculum, publicize the curriculum, to manage a staff of trainers here at West Point so that any cadet who is really curious about the whole psychology of growth, success, and performance in the moment has a chance to do so. We offer a short seminar series on these topics. We uh, offer ongoing individual and team consultations so that cadets who really want to explore how to get to that last 99.5 percentile of excellence has an opportunity to get there and be mentored in the process. And this, in relative terms, when you think about the history of West Point, is somewhat, I guess, relatively new. Oh, Maybe very not much so. Real new, but relatively new. Tell us a little bit about how uh, this got started. Well, let's go back to the fact that the United States Military Academy was established uh, by an act of Congress in 1802. Um, President George Washington's last executive order was one for the creation of a military academy with an engineering emphasis so that the Army would have a fresh supply of highly qualified, intelligent, motivated lieutenants year after year after year. Some things have not changed at West Point since 1802, but some things have dramatically changed. Um, Our curriculum, of course, has expanded as history has demanded. But when we're talking about training cadets in the psychology of growth, success, and performance, Um, And if you don't mind a little bit of slang, which I refer to as the psychology of kicking ass, um, that got started relatively recently. 1988 was the beginning of a pilot program. And in the early 90s, the reception by cadets and teachers and athletic team coaches to a somewhat structured curriculum in the intangibles of human performance. Confidence, concentration, composure under pressure, a structured curriculum in these very important topics um, was established, was piloted, was enthusiastically accepted. And by the time I was brought into West Point in the summer of 1992, we had a full-fledged, full-time office 
and a full and a lot of interest throughout West Point, not simply our varsity athletic teams, but from cadets who were looking to find out how good they can be in the academic classroom, on the rifle range, in various leadership applications, as well as performing as well as they possibly could on what General Douglas MacArthur referred to as the fields of friendly strife. So we've really come a long way in the last 30 years developing something that was quite new, quite radical at the time it was started in the late 80s. Has this been translated to the other uh, military academies? Um, Both the Naval Academy and the Air Force Academy do a, I would say, a less comprehensive but still important job in instructing their midshipmen and their cadets in some of these skills. I'm proud to say that West Point is out in front of that power curve. And of course, we should be out in front of all the other service academies. That's just me being a little chauvinistic, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But there is considerable interest and actual investment of time, money, and energy in this kind of training throughout the entire army for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of soldiers. And do all the uh, cadets go through this or is it optional? Um, This is a margin of excellence program. This is uh, optional for just about every cadet, with the exception of those who are academic question marks or indeed performance question marks. If a cadet has failed fitness tests, survival swimming tests, uh, required military movement course, my program will be brought in to ensure that these cadets have every chance for success. And I'm very proud of the work that we have done, uh, essentially saving some cadet careers. It's great to mentor, you know, the quarterback on the football team or some high profile cadet like that. But it's just as important in terms of our contribution to the Army to ensure that uh, a cadet who might be a little bit lacking in some of these skills and some particular performance application gets to where they need to be and can graduate on time and serve the Army and serve the country. And is there, I'm thinking about when I was in the university, do you have like uh Confidence 101, Confidence 201, where you have a gradation of courses and, you know, or is it just a course or I know you mentioned you have various things you offer, but in terms of the coursework, is it a series of courses? Yes, we have a student success course um, that is offered to about 400 members of our incoming uh, freshman or plebe class each year. And then for those who are curious about following up on that and finding greater and greater distinctions, we can provide those increasing levels of training as we meet with them individually throughout their second, third, and fourth years at West Point. And before we go to break, and we'll tantalize our audience, what is confidence? Here's my definition for all you mentors out there. Confidence is the sense of certainty that you have about your abilities, which allows you to perform those abilities, to execute those abilities more or less unconsciously without having to think your way through them the way you might be tempted to talk to yourself through a performance. No, it's the sense of certainty that allows you to just do it almost without thinking almost completely automatically. So when we come back after the break, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Nate Zinser from the West Point. And we're talking about building confidence for those who dare to dream brag. You can go to our website, thementorsradio.com and click on past shows to find many of our great past guests. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. 
with more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feelgreat.vip to learn more. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Nauer. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance 6, money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to Balance 6, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago. But I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Boy. Our guest mentor today is West Point's Dr. Nate Zinzer. And we're discussing confidence, how to understand it, how to build it, how to protect it, how to apply it when performance matters. Remember, you can also listen to the show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device, anytime. Subscribe at thementorsradio.com. So confidence is one of these uh, areas. Obviously, a lot of people wonder about it, think about it. I certainly feel the lack of it at different times. What are some of the popular misconceptions about confidence? Oh, Tom, there are plenty. I'll try to summarize the big ones for you rather quickly. Um, First and foremost, confidence is not the same as outspoken arrogance. Confidence is an internal feeling you have about yourself, completely independent for what you might say to the world Uh, and bring out. It is not chest-beating bravado. It's just a quiet sense of your own power, your own certainty, and ability to execute. That, That could be one of the biggest misconceptions. Another one is that confidence is an all-encompassing attribute. No, no, no. Confidence is very situation-specific. You can be ridiculously confident about how you work uh, on an interpersonal level, but not at all confident in terms of computational or technological skills. Don't think that once I gain confidence here, I'm going to have it there. The good news is that you can develop confidence in any particular area that you like. It is very situation specific, and it's a function of how you choose to think about that particular situation. Third, I'll mention that confidence is not a dispositional inherited trait. It has almost nothing to do with your genetics. It has everything to do with how you have learned to think about yourself, about the game or profession you are in, and about all the things that happen in that game or profession. It doesn't matter how much confidence you happen to have now, you can always gain more and you can always build it. So those are pretty much my top three. You can also lose it, right? Oh, you can certainly lose it. Um, that's, yes, that's indeed another misconception that once you have it, it'll be with you forever. No, no, no. Confidence is not like that. Confidence is an ongoing process. As one of my cadet advisees finally realized late in his cadet career, he realized that there was no single decisive victory that he could win over self-doubt, insecurity, etc., and henceforth he would remain confident forever. No, it was more, in his own words, an ongoing war of attrition. You have to keep after it and keep after it and keep after it. If you do that, you can have all the confidence you need, but it's going to take attention and effort on your part. So I live in the world of uh, startup companies and entrepreneurs and dealing with uncertainty, uh, doubt and fear and all of those good things that uh, any warrior would have to deal with. And I can tell you that uh, confidence is fragile from my experience and watching it, it's a fragile thing. And it certainly needs a lot of nurturing. 
this is Tom Laura. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. I'm with West Point's Dr. Nick Sincer, the author of The Confident Mind. Is there a difference between uh, the words self-assured and confidence, or are they kind of the same thing? They have considerable overlap. Um, self-assuredness, I think, is a more sort of general, more ab- almost abstract quality. I like to think of confidence in a very functional perspective. Okay, you can be assured of yourself. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, I've got this, I've got that. But does that allow you to step into a performance situation and deliver with a very natural, as I said before, almost unconscious ease? Um, If you think about the way we are when we tie our shoes, a very complicated activity, once you give it some thought, but we do it automatically. We do it unconsciously. We have trained it into ourselves enough so we don't have to think about it. It's that same kind of quiet certainty that you can have in the moment. And even though you might feel somewhat self-assured about yourself in general, the kind of confidence I'm talking about is very specific, very functional, very applied in the moment. And, and is this a component or is this, it's, I would think it'd be a critical piece of mental toughness? Absolutely. It is a critical piece of mental toughness because you have to be able to put your mind in a state that allows you to swing the golf club most effectively, pick out your target most effectively, receive information and retell it to your team most effectively. You've got to be very tough in your ability to do that despite the vagaries of the surroundings, despite what might have just happened, despite what might be happening in the future, you have to really be present with yourself so that sense of certainty is an essential part of being what we typically refer to as being tough mentally. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's let's then go on to how you build it. Okay. And a couple of your concepts I'd like you to talk about is number one, the bank account and the first victory. These are a couple of the tools that you mentioned in your book. Okay. Let's start with that term, the first victory. Um, I specifically refer to that a lot because of its historical significance. The Chinese military strategist Sun Tzu wrote in the classic work, The Art of War, which I imagine many of your listeners have, have spent time studying. He said the following, victorious warriors win first and then go into battle while losing warriors go into battle and then hope to win. The idea of the first victory is the winning against the battle of self-doubt, worry, fear, insecurity. You win that first battle. That is your first victory. Once you do that, then you go into the arena. Then you go into the operating room, the conference room, the wrestling mat, the tennis court, wherever, and you have a chance to operate well, once you have made that first victory. Now, enabling that first victory, helping yourself to indeed win that first victory is a function of how you have thought about yourself. And that's where the bank account comes in. That certainty that we've been talking about is really a function of all the thoughts that you have about yourself in that particular situation. All those thoughts, that repository of memories from the past, opinions and beliefs about yourself in the present, and scenarios and hopes and dreams about the future, all those thoughts come together in this repository, and I think of it as a bank account. It's a holding tank, an accounting And depending on how you think about your past, how you talk to yourself in the present, how you think about your future, that bank account can grow and grow and produce greater levels of certainty. And if you think about the wrong memories, tell yourself the wrong stories in the present, think about the wrong scenarios as happening in the future, that mental bank account shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, and you're likely to be less certain at the critical moments. Do you think it makes sense for people to sit down and reflect and maybe journal out some of these things, uh, write in a journal or something, uh, and get it out of your head and get it on paper? I mean, I'm a big fan of journaling, but uh... and and journaling is a excellent way to really see your bank book, your bank account growing. 
I absolutely urge all of your listeners to do a daily reflection on their day. Where in, in, in the day that just is winding up, did you invest quality effort? Where did you bear down a little bit? Where did you overcome a little procrastination? What did you do that you really didn't want to do, but you knew you had to do it anyway? Journal that. That's a one-minute reflection. Journal also a couple of small successes that you experienced over the course of the day. What did you get right? What did you do well? What little success did you have? There's another one minute's worth of reflection. And third, reflect on where you might be making progress. What parts of your profession, what parts of your game, what parts of your life does it seem like you're getting better at based on what happened yesterday and the day before and the day before? That little three-step reflection, E for effort, S for success, P for progress, your daily ESP might take you five minutes. And when you journal that, but wow, you get to look back over a week, over a month and see, man, I've made all these deposits into my bank account. I've got some money. I've got something to base a sense of certainty on. Very valuable. And journaling is an excellent way to establish it. We're going to be right back with one of today's most influential people in human performance, Dr. Nate Zinser. We're talking about building confidence for those who dare to dream big. Remember, you can now listen to our Saturday broadcast on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, anywhere, anytime by subscribing or by subscribing at TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org oathbook.org Here at Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, BetterCreditDeal.com BetterCreditDeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems, that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before, Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years experience and provides 24-7 in-house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com bettercreditdeal.com. We're hiring. The team at KMLPC is looking for savvy CPAs, accountants, and bookkeepers who love working with nonprofits. KMLPC consistently supports and protects our clients' vital interests, offering a wide variety of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance if desired. Because KMLPC prioritizes digital integration, our team of exceptional staff may work remotely with ease. If you are a CPA, accountant, or bookkeeper looking for more business, meaningful work, and a great team who puts people first and who thrives on working with nonprofits, please send an email to jobs at kml-pc.com. That's jobs at kml-pc.com. We look forward to meeting you. Remember, send us an email at jobs at kml-pc.com or click our ad under the sponsor section of thementorsradio.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. 
Welcome back. This is Tom Lawyer. Our guest mentor today is West Point's Dr. Nate Zinser, who is sharing constructive and practical insights to empower people to claim the confidence that we all have within each other. And uh, we talked about, uh, I want to I move now, you take some of this, the, the bank account, first victory. You did a lot of work, uh, it's become known later, uh, with Eli Manning. Talk a yes, little sir. bit about Eli Manning when he showed up. What was the issue? What was his bank account like? And how did you, because I know it went on to some great things, but give us a little insight on your work with Eli. Certainly. And I guess we should tell the audience, Eli was a quarterback for these uh, New York Giants and he won two uh, MVP awards and went to the Super Bowl and he's just one of the all-time greats. Certainly. Um, it was a great honor to spend over a decade mentoring Eli Manning. He is a remarkable individual, a remarkable physical talent. He played big time college football in the biggest college conference in the country. He was the first draft pick in his draft year entering the NFL. But even despite all of that training and all of that experience, he had never been formally instructed, mentored in how to think about his performance in the most effective way. He certainly had a sense of how good he could be, but he didn't have experience in the minute-by-minute -minute sort of mental management skills um, that could help him release all the natural talent and all the very hard work that he put in to becoming as good a player as he could. So when we first met in the spring of 2007, I would have to say that Eli Manning's bank account was um, maybe at about a C or C minus status, okay? I asked him, when you think about your game, when you think about playing football, what percent of your thoughts are about accomplishments and success and um, great future possibilities, and what percent of your thoughts are about mistakes, losses, regrets? And he said, oh, that's about 50-50, 50-50, okay? So we went to work changing that percentage, pushing to the point of about 80-20, which I think is a pretty good ratio for any of us because let's face it, we have to be aware of our shortcomings and our setbacks, but we cannot be preoccupied by them. And Eli Manning learned how to take something constructive and useful away from every practice, every workout, and he learned how to take many constructive memories, useful memories from every game, even the ones where his team lost and even from the ones where he knew he had not performed particularly well himself. And these memories, let's, uh, well, first, let's remind our listeners what we're doing here. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. I'm with West Point's Dr. Nate Sensor, the author of The Confident Mind. Uh, when we think about this, um, the memories, I mean, these you're talking about memories that really stick. I mean, these are, and I know there's a central, a sensual, uh, I use the word sensual aspect to all of this. Uh, and I think about um, uh, golfers when they vision what they're going to hit the ball and they, they have to feel it. Maybe you could talk a little bit about those so people get an idea of what we're talking about. It's not just an intellectual exercise. No, no. This actually turns into a physical and visceral exercise. Viscerally imagining, executing as you wish to execute, as if you already are. So literally, for the case of someone like Eli Manning, you are envisioning executing at the highest level of the game in a Super Bowl uh, during a two-minute drive, and you can literally feel the sweat dripping down your forehead. You can feel the leather of the ball in your palm. You can feel your feet pumping, dancing as you're in the pocket. You can feel your body sliding into an open space. You can see the entire field before you and have a sense of which receiver is about to break open. And then you can feel your body releasing the ball. And then seeing that ball 
caught by your receiver, hear the crowd applauding, and feel the sense of satisfaction and joy of having done it right, which fills you with a sense of anticipation and eagerness to move up to the new line of scrimmage, get the play call from the sideline, and build on that sense of momentum. So it is very much a visceral form of envisioning how you want to be adding sounds, adding physical sensations, the smell of the, you know, the turf, the, the temperature of the air, mentally preparing yourself to be in that environment. And when you do this kind of quality envisioning, your nervous system responds to it as if you were actually there. So when you do get to the game, when you do get to that presentation, to that negotiation, your nervous system has a sense of assuredness that you've already been there before. It's remarkably powerful. Yeah, and I think, uh, I believe in your book, you mentioned, uh, I mean, one thing to think about when people, for people to try and get an understanding of this, um, you, you could think about an old boyfriend or an old girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, which have these very uh, uh, deep memories and use of all the senses. I think that's what you're talking about, just to put it in for the audience, something a little more simply for them. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Those, those memories, those pictures actually invoke a whole series of sensations uh, about a past event. I'm telling people to be very careful about which past events you tend to look back upon because they are impactful they will indeed either build up your mental bank account or draw it down a little bit. And let's, be, let's make sure about what we are envisioning, how we are envisioning it, so that that bank account builds. And in your work with uh, Eli, uh, did you come away with any new insights since you've gone from West Point, now you're working with an elite athlete and you've worked with uh, some teams. Have you... Um, any, any new insights in terms of translating all of that to your teaching and passing it on to other people? Well, what's remarkable is not so much the difference between working with a an 18-year-old, 19-year-old cadet who's trying to become excellent, say, in the sport of wrestling, and the difference between him and a 25-year-old, 26-year-old professional athlete. We're all human. We all have desires to achieve. We all have fears and doubts, and it's really about coming to grips with those and deliberately moving your mind away from those. So I would say the insight that I drew from working with Eli is much more how universal these principles are as opposed to how they were specifically different between um, a 19-year-old West Point cadet and a 25-year-old NFL star making millions of dollars. Well, let's hold that thought. We're going to come back in a few minutes. We're with uh, one of today's most influential people in human performance, Dr. Nate Sensor. We're talking about building confidence for those who dare to dream big. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. 
The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feelgreat.vip to learn more. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Loy. Our guest mentor today is West Point's Dr. Nate Zinser, and we're discussing confidence, how to understand it, how to build it, how to protect it, and how to apply it when performance matters. So let's assume, I mean, when we talk, one of the learnings that you took away from uh, working with Eline is how universal all this stuff is. So let's assume it to maybe next week, I've got a big, big pitch I've got to give uh, uh, on for my company. And I've got to go and uh, big audience, uh, maybe it's at a major medical meeting or something. What what should I do now to prepare? What I've, I've done some reflection, we've got the bank account, how do I put all this to work? And I've got a week now for this big, big performance that I have to uh, give. Well, if you've got a week ahead, then you've got all kinds of time to rehearse your actual presentation, to do some research about your uh, prospective audience. And each day that you do that, um, let's say your presentation is on a Friday and it's uh, Sunday evening, you can start doing your research, rehearsing your presentation, and every time you re- curse it every repetition that you go through you want to be giving yourself some credit for the parts of the presentation that you feel good about you might want to be a little bit of a critic about one piece here and one piece there but as sunday turns to monday turns to tuesday turns to wednesday as you prepare as you rehearse you should be feeling a little more certain day by day by day as the actual presentation comes closer and closer. You gotta make sure that your thoughts about yourself are more empowering, more energizing, more optimistic, the closer the actual performance comes. So here we are Thursday night or Friday morning, or maybe it's an hour before we actually step into that room. I hope you have already envisioned that room have a sense of where the where people are going to be seated, have a sense of where you'll be standing, how you will be using your various audiovisual aids, have a sense of how the room or auditorium is laid out, and so that you are comfortable when you actually get there, if you have the opportunity to go to that space and think about where people will be and think about how your voice has to carry and get a sense of tuning yourself to that environment no differently than i hope that um you know every time the san francisco 49ers go play in another stadium jimmy garoppolo your quarterback is taking some time to walk up into the stands and look at that field and get comfortable with where the scoreboard is where the jumbotron is where the benches are what it's going to be like in the fourth quarter if he is guiding his team toward a particular end zone to finish the game you want to have that same kind of attunement to your competitive performing environment when you're about to give a presentation and then in the hour or so before you're presenting, how about a quick inventory of your bank account? What's in your wallet? Take a quick look back at all the things you've done to prepare. Get a feel then for what your task is. Your task is to trust yourself in your presentation. Your task is to let go of any hesitation. And third, let's just make the decision that I'm enough to do this. I've done the work, I've done the rehearsal, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Let's walk into this presentation with the sense of certainty. Let's go see how good I can be about it. That's the vibe you wanna have with you as you go forward. And sometimes things happen. Oh, do they ever. Okay, so something comes out of left field. What What do you recommend that people How do they drop back to maintain calm, serenity, and moving forward? Okay. Well, 
in the moment when something goes wrong, your first reaction has to be, well, let's see how well I can handle this. What a, what, what a difference in terms of response from, uh-oh, I'm in trouble now, or uh-oh, I didn't expect that. The response, let's see how well I can handle it. You might want to say, okay, well, that was a tough little moment in the first half of my presentation, but it was just that moment. It was just that moment. You want to keep that moment in its sort of small past perspective rather than thinking, uh-oh, that was a bad moment. I'm not sure what's going to happen next. You've got to leave it where it is in the past. You've got to leave it where it is in that present, in, in that past moment, in that past section. And you can also tell yourself, well, that little goof, that wasn't really reflective of what I know and how well that I can continue. It's all a matter of you having a perspective that, yeah, things are going to go wrong, but I don't have to be perfect in order to be excellent. We want to strive to be perfect with each section of our presentation, but we can't demand it. We can't be beating ourselves up in the game, even though we just did something maybe not as good as we would have liked. You don't have the luxury of beating yourself up in the moment. You can save that for your after action review after the presentation is over. But in the moment, it's really important that you stay your own best friend. Let's talk a little bit about that after action review and the importance of that. Certainly, if you want, if you, all of us are required to perform repeatedly, 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 but it's very important that we learn from each presentation, each performance, each game, so that we can extract all the valuable, helpful, constructive memories and so that we can see the things that we need to be paying attention to in order to up our game in anticipation of the next performance. So I ask all my clients to get very good at looking at a past performance in three ways. First of all, what happened? What was the outcome? What did you do well? Where did you mess up? How was your state of mind? A whole series of questions that are in my book about what actually went on. And the second group of questions deals with, okay, so what does that mean? What does this tell you about yourself? What does it tell you about your strengths? What does it tell you about your weaknesses? What are the lessons to be learned from this particular performance? And I will add that until you've learned the lessons from that performance, the performance really isn't over. Learn what there is to learn. And once you've learned what there is to learn, now we move to the third phase, which is the now what? Now what is important for me to work at, to improve at, in order to be in a great position to have a knockout performance the next time around? What happened? So what does it mean? Now what do I have to do? If you look at your past performances in those ways, you have a great chance of extracting all the value and putting yourself in a position not to knock it out of the park the next time. So we're going to cut short a little bit here so we can save a little more time in the next segment. We're going to be back with one of today's most influential people in human performance, Dr. Nate Sincer. We're talking about building confidence. We'll find all of our show notes and links and links to Dr. Sincer's book on our website, mentorsradio.com. When you're there, make sure you subscribe so you do not miss any of our shows. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Nauer. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance Six, money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to Balance Six to nurture yourself and your relationships and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago. But I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. 
lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org, oathbook.org. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. And now... Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Roy. Our guest mentor today is West Point's Dr. Nate Sensor, and we're discussing confidence. Um, we talked about the post-game review or the post-activity review, whatever we want to call it. It's And, I, and we don't have a lot of time, so we got to get to a couple of things I want to cover real quickly. And one is, okay, so confidence is fragile. And rebuilding it, it's, it sounds a little bit like this post-game review has some can be translated as well to when you've lost confidence in terms of doing an inventory and thinking through this and getting yourself back on track. Absolutely. If you have found yourself the victim of a setback, a disappointment, a series of mistakes, that's absolutely part of being human. And you have to realize that you've got an ability not to stay there, but you can put that particular unfortunate situation in your past. It happened, and it's unfortunate, but it only happened that particular time. It happened, and it was unfortunate, but it happened in that one particular setting or situation. And yes, indeed, it happened, and it's unfortunate, but don't let that determine how you think about yourself. You've got to be able to tell yourself, that's not the whole truth about me. If you do these things, if you treat those setbacks, those tough moments as temporary, as limited in terms of where they occurred, and as non-representative of who you are and what you have as a performer, you have minimized the loss of your confidence. You have minimized the withdrawals from your mental bank account, and now you're on an even footing and you can start building it back up again. We've just got a short time left. I've got two questions. First one, all the people that you've met over the course of your life, who are those or what is the thread that runs through all of those people who have really um, figured out how to reach their potential and get the most out of life? I'll give you three quick words. One, curiosity. They're curious about how they can get better. Two, they're honest about what they do well and what they're perhaps not doing so well. And three, they are persistent and patient in working on the things that their honesty has revealed that they need to work on. Curiosity, honesty, persistence. And since this is the mentors, who were key mentors for you along the way? Um, I've got a couple. Um, First person I'll mention is my sports psychology mentor at the University of Virginia, Dr. Bob Rotella. 
If any of your listeners are golfers, Dr. Rotella has some excellent books on this whole process specifically related to golf. He is my primary sort of subject matter mentor. I have another mentor. His name is Tsutomu Oshima. He was the first Japanese karate master to teach in the United States going back to 1955. I have trained under his mentorship and his organization for 47 years. I am unbelievably proud to be one of his black belts. There is not a kinder, gentler, more humble, yet more powerful individual on this planet. Well, that's great. I think uh, that gets us to one more. I guess we get time for one more question. How do you spend your time outside of West Point? Um, I am very lucky to be married to a wonderful woman for almost 40 years. I am very lucky to have two beautiful adult daughters and one very beautiful four-year-old grandchild. So I spend time with family. I spend as much time as I can out in nature. I find that very rejuvenating. And I spend as much time as I can being physically active, maintaining my karate practice, uh, maintaining physical health so that I can be functional when I'm sitting with a client or teaching a class. And what is it when you're looking at life, how do you measure success? Wow. You have to hit me with a great broad philosophical question at the yes, very end, Tom. <laughs> how, do you, how do you measure success? I think yeah. you measure success day by day by the way you feel at the end of the day as you head towards bedtime. Where did I put in great effort? What did I get better at? What am I progressing at? What's important for me to get after tomorrow? I put it that way. I try to practice what I preach. Do you have any uh, ideas on a, another book that you're going to write? Um, I can think there's there's a whole generation of further stories uh, that I could incorporate into a book format and perhaps contextualizing it even quicker. How about the confident mind for medical students, the confident mind for business school students, the confident mind for wrestlers, basketball players, hockey players. Um, there's enough material out there for a good book in each of those more specific applications. Well, we're over. That's it till next week. Thanks, Nate, for joining us, Dr. Sensor. We've been talking about confidence, how to understand it, how to build it, how to protect it, how to apply it. We've been talking to Dr. Nate Sensor, who's one of the most influential people in human performance at West Point, and we'll be posting a link to his book when they're subscribed so you don't miss future shows. Remember, you can also listen to us online, any device, by going to your favorite podcast platform. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.